How are the leaders at all levels of management tackling the toughest challenges each day? That's the question. And this podcast is the answer. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'm bringing on the brightest minds in management to share practical solutions to those challenges you're facing. Let's get ready to jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Leadership Jam Session. Today's guest is Dr. Yvonne Bleem, who's currently the Senior Director of Training and Development at Giron Corporation. Yvonne has a doctorate in strategic leadership and is the author of the book called A to Z of Being the Best Leader You Can Be, Leading Through the Alphabet. And if you're a parent, aunt, uncle, grandparent, whatever the case may be, this is definitely a book you're going to want to add to your library. Yvonne, welcome to the Jam Session. Thanks. It's great to be here. It is great having you on. So are you ready to jam? I'm ready. All right. I love your book. I love the concept of your book. So perhaps you can share what's, what's the purpose of the book? So the purpose of the book is to take leadership concepts we should be doing as adults mm-hmm. and, and teach them to children so that today we have the awesome responsibility as adults to raise tomorrow's leaders. Why there hasn't been more of a focus on this before, I'm not quite sure, but this book was intended to, to start to baseline that conversation. Right. All right. So, uh, and I, that, that's why I love the concept of it. And you're right. We should be doing more of this, right? And how did you come up with the, the inspiration behind this or, you know, the whole concept? Yeah. So I was finishing my doctoral work for a doctorate in strategic leadership several years ago. And had spent four years of this work on topics like pharmaceutical leadership, women leadership, Christian leadership, and really struggled when I was coming to the culmination of that program to to think through, okay, I'm going to be pouring the next number of months into a dissertation project, but I want it to be a meaningful output that could really impact and, and, and affect change. And I just was struggling. And so at the time, my six or seven-year-old at the time daughter said to me, well, mommy, don't kids need to be good leaders too. And, and it really just blossomed into this, this project that became, you know, my major dissertation project and turned into a book. So it was, it was a pretty amazing process and it just made sense. And so this just came from your, from your kid. It came from my child. I mean, from the mouth of babes, I guess. I, I don't know. It was it was really such an innocent question that she asked and turned into such a purposeful, meaningful project. It's kind of how it happens, though. I mean, if you think about it, right? They do ask some of the most basic and innocent questions. Yeah. It really just kind of makes you think through things. Yes, absolutely. And and you know what I love about this book too, right? So the whole the whole structure and format is very it's very clever on how you did it. Maybe you can share a little bit, just the yeah. format and the approach to it. So I, I used the popular A to Z format, but paired it with colorful in- illustrations and simple definitions of these leadership traits, again, that we should be understanding as adults, but in terms that they can understand. And then I used short vignette stories for them to really understand and be able to relate to the characters in each chapter. And then at the end of every chapter, there's five discussion questions followed by some type of leadership learning exercise to reinforce it. Mm-hmm. 
And you have characters for each chapter, a different character. Yes. Characters are very diverse in nature. So from their personalities and background and interests. So my goal, again, was that every child can read through this book and be able to relate to one or more of these characters. So each chapter is, is based on a leadership concept that starts with each letter. And of course, what I was doing as I was going through this was trying to find the most difficult letters just to see like, all right, well, what leadership concept are you going to connect with then? So I went to the letter X mm -hmm. and I was pleasantly surprised to see the X factor, mm -hmm. which was uh, pretty clever. So why don't you explain what the X factor is? Yeah. I, I mean, in simple terms, it's that that secret sauce that some individuals have, right? I, I mean, some of this some of this X-factorness, even from kindness to being encouraging to being a servant leader, it all kind of fills into what an X-factor leader is. But it's just that someone that has that extra something special and goes out of their way to do more. Yeah. As you look through this, what would you say is your favorite chapter, the one that resonates for you the most? I mean, I would say, and it's not just because Brooke, my daughter, was the inspiration behind this, but I think Brooke, the brave leader really continues to resonate with me because it's about being brave. It's about having the courage to to stand up, you know, in children's cases, to stand up to bullies. But I mean, for us as adults, there are cases where we have to have the courage to speak up, to to stand up for something that we believe. And, you know, maybe it's a decision. Maybe, it, maybe it's someone behaving inappropriately that we have that courage, even... It, facing leaders and facing those above us to be able to just take a pause and realize that we have a voice enough and, and that we need to take the courage to do that. Well, it's interesting as I read through this, I mean, these are very easy leadership concepts, the, the, the basics that we should be doing as leaders. We should be, yes. Right. And so many of these concepts that often, and I know, you know, you know, this as well, come through our travels that are just not being exhibited, right? They're not being demonstrated, mm -hmm. such as being brave, right? And having the courage to speak up or to do what's right for your employees. And, um, and particularly when you're new as managing, sometimes it's difficult that confidence isn't there to have that, that courage mm -hmm. to speak up at times. Well, and that's why th this book is, is formatted to not be skill-based. Yeah. It's, it's really meant to be behaviorally based, to encourage children, to encourage adults to make good choices, interact admirably with others. And it truly is a baseline in learning and applying what we would call emotional intelligence, those, mm -hmm. those social skills, the empathy, and, and teaching it to children at a very early age and in very simple ways. Mm -hmm. When we're running into challenges, uh, whether it's with managers or, or even kids, I would say it is some of the behaviors, right? It's more behavioral based. Right. But what's, I, I kind of sit back and, and chuckle a little bit as I was reading through this, because so many times in my management workshops, almost in every single one, particularly with, when it comes to the, the new leaders, there's always a reference made somewhere along the way, a connection's made that, that managing in many cases is no different than parenting. And we should be applying these what we do with our kids, we should be applying, you know, even as managers and vice versa. I live in this space and there's many times where I should be applying some of the leadership skills that I teach at home. And clearly, you know, I missed the mark many times as my wife loves to point out, 
But there is something to be said about teaching this to your kids inevitably makes you a better leader too. I, I think just being a role model, being able to help children navigate by them, see how you react to certain challenging situations, to certain decisions. That speaks more, right? What, words are one thing, but when you are actually modeling the behavior you're asking others to follow, it, it's a lot more impactful. So how would you use this book, right? So for our listeners out there, how would you approach utilizing this? So there are a variety of ways that this can be used by teachers, principals, guidance counselors, just parents at home. And just a few examples, there have been teachers that have reached out and said they incorporated this into a leadership curriculum and used one of the letters per week. And so for 26 weeks, they went through one chapter and worked through it and had some small group discussion, would read the story, you know, and then discuss it with, with the class and see throughout the week how they could apply that particular leadership trait. A principal did it very creatively, uh, came to me and said, I use this when children would come to me for disciplinary reasons. Whatever the letter of their first name was, I would flip open and show them whether it was related exactly to why they were there for disciplinary reasons, but show them an example of what a positive behavior looks like. Right. And then obviously for parents or grandparents at tuck in time and, and just time to really engage with your child and begin to have these conversations at a young age. I mean, kindergarten kids are, are pretty smart. They're pretty wise. They can pick up on things a lot faster than, than we think they can. So yeah, it, it's been used in a variety of settings. Well, we do help shape our children based on the environment, based on how we model behavior. Sure. Right? So I'm a firm believer in teaching our children a lot of these concepts, right? I just don't think I've ever seen it laid out like this. And I think it's important. I wonder if we did more of this, would we have better leaders in the world? Well, I, I think that is the, the premise of this. I mean, think about that. If we are baselining at a younger age, I mean, we know, for example, for emotional intelligence, as I mentioned before, it increases with age. Well, if we are baselining at an earlier age and as a child, by the time that people are growing into leaders in their respective careers, just how much further ahead they would be mm. and the impact that that could make. I don't think there's an age limitation in being a leader at all. I think you can begin to influence others to me and in, in the years of studying in this, in this particular area, leadership came down to one thing. It, it was about influence. And so we know leaders can influence in a very positive way or a very negative way. And so if we can help children to understand how their behavior and their decisions and choices can influence those around them, I mean, that's really leadership. That's as simple as it gets. So true. You know, there was something really enlightening you just said there that as I sit back and think about this, right, when I get brought in, it's to help leaders really enhance their skills or expose them to leadership concepts that, that let's be honest, are different than what you were doing as an individual contributor. Right. Right. And, and you make a great point that, you know, that emotion intelligence piece, you know, with time and experience and the right exposure to concepts, you tend to grow those skills. I think it's fair to say that if we did that earlier in life, why wouldn't that hold true as well? Why does it have to take 
until somebody actually is in a leadership position to start giving them and exposing them to these concepts when, Absolutely. when it applies to all of us at a very young age. Yes, that, that is, that is the hope. Uh, and that, and right. that's why I spent many months writing this, researching a lot of these different topics. And I, and I truly do believe that although this is written for children, any of the adults that are, are taking part in sharing this with children, they will learn a thing or two or be reminded of the types of positive behavior we as, as adults should be doing. Yeah, well, I completely agree. When we teach things, we learn it better. That's right. Right. So I highly encourage you know, anyone out there to, to definitely get your hands on this book, purchase it, and, and review it with your, your children because it's, it's really important. I'm curious. I'm going to just throw this out there. There are good managers out there. There are great managers. And we've got bad managers, average at best. You think it's fair to say that if you're an average manager or, or a bad manager, that you might have some bad parenting skills? I, I would imagine so. I, I would imagine so. I, yeah. I really do think it translates. Yeah. How, how you act and behave in your personal life, I do think carries over. I, I read a, an amazing book recently called Leadership and Self-Deception. Mm -hmm. And it, it really did reinforce that the, the skills spoken of in that book definitely carried over in both phases of our life. And so I would say that that is probably a, a constant. Yeah. The challenge is, is that, you know, if you're an average manager or bad manager, you probably think you're the best manager and that, right. that's part of the problem. So. And are you vulnerable enough to hear and to, to receive feedback? I mean, that's all part of the growing process. Exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of, of people struggle with getting feedback or having difficult conversations. But again, if you're teaching, if you're teaching your children the, the value of it at a young age and teaching some of these important leadership concepts, you're helping to just lay out the foundation. Did you find, after you wrote the book, did you find yourself managing your people a little bit differently too? I'd like to believe again, some of these skills in here, because they are behaviorally based. Mm -hmm. that I do take that approach. I mean, I'll, I'll, like servant leadership. I mean, that's something that's very important to me. I, I ascribe now to a motto of work hard, care hard. We've heard that in different versions, but for me, that is, that is how I like to lead. It's how I like to just be as a, as a human being. So I think that even just preparing for today's discussion and going through the book again, you know, looking through, because it's, it's been a little bit of time since I've read the whole book. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a great reminder of being patient, of being a good listener. So there, there are skills there. And this is why I don't think we can ever stop learning. Right. Even if you're at the pinnacle of your career, you still have information to learn or, or great ideas to be reminded of. And so... Yeah, I, I would say that this continues to help me refine and be better. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Listen, you and I live and breathe this stuff every day. And as I was reading the book, I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't thought about that concept in a while. And yeah. To your point, it's just the learning process never ends, right? It's, it's always continuous. Yeah. One of the things, as I was just reflecting on all of this, it, it reminded me again, this book is to help children, but also to us to realize that we all have our own unique skills, gifts, and abilities. They're natural to us. Yeah. And we don't have to be this 
type A, charismatic, very vocal person to be a leader. It goes back to what I said about influence. And so as I was thinking through this, I was thinking about even teams that I've managed and people on my team and and this whole idea of being vulnerable enough to recognize our own weaknesses. And maybe some of these concepts that I'm not perfecting on a regular basis, but then do I have the ability to rely on others to fill that gap on my team? And and I think when we can do that and we can leverage one another's strengths, we're just that much better. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it comes down to being brave enough to admit that, that you have to rely on others. So let me go back to the book you referenced before, because oftentimes we do like to ask guests who come on about what current books or so just maybe you can share a little bit more about that that book that you referenced sure so leadership and self-deception it was uh written by the arbinger group i believe they're called they had done some incredible research and it was written in a way that was allegorical in nature and it really was following the story of a, a newer leader to an organization and he came in hot he came in very strong, very o- almost demeaning and controlling. And so the premise of the book was, do you operate from within a box and make assumptions like we all do about each other's intent, why people do what they do, why they have failed you in some way, or are you operating from outside the box where you're, you're open to finding out the real reason behind? Hmm. So it was, it was incredibly powerful. So we do a book club on my immediate team yeah. on uh, a somewhat regular basis. And, and this, was, this was the first one we kicked off doing the book club several months ago. And it continues to come to the, the top of everybody's favorite. Oh, really? So it really, yes. And, and again, it, impacts, it impacted the team from both a personal and a professional level, which I think when you can find a book that can do that, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah, I agree. All right, and we'll leave a link for the book in the show notes as well. And so just one last question here, as, as I always ask a lot of my guests. So because, you know, you've led, you you I've led teams in the past, you currently lead teams. So thinking back to your first team, what do you wish you knew then that you know now? One of the things that I, I wish I embraced more is this concept of, encouraging risk-taking and supporting them with the responsibility, you know, assigning the responsibility necessary, but recognizing that failure is okay. Yeah. So again, whether that's from a a personal nature within a relationship at work that you just need to have that courage to step forward to give some some tough feedback or that an idea that you tried to put forward did not work for whatever reason, that it's okay, and that if you work together and learn from the mistakes and then move forward, forward together and perform better, there is no failure then. It's only learning and, and doing differently in the future. So I, I guess I, I wish I would have embraced that personally and for my teens a little bit sooner. Mm. Do you find yourself focused on that now? I do. I do. I mean, they're and, and imperfect, right? I mean, this is this is why we need to keep learning and and remembering some of these good traits. But 
it's something that I, I do really wholeheartedly want to embrace and, and have my team members utilize. Mm-hmm. Just be a risk taker, be courageous and be vulnerable enough again to take those chances. So that goes back to that bravery. Is that, was that the one that stood out to you the most? And I guess, I guess that's my theme then. Yes. And why that trait is so important to me. Maybe it's your X factor. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, Yvonne, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your book with us. I highly encourage anyone out there to definitely get this book, particularly if you have, if you have children, definitely start them out on the right track. And I think you'll learn uh, and enhance your leadership skills yourself along the way. So yeah. thanks Thank again. You so much, Rob. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or colleague who you think might also get some value from it. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Leadership Jam Session Podcast.